It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on all things Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors writer for the Mercury News. Today's episode of Locked On Warriors is brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting low carb protein bar that I've ever had. The promo code Locked On gets you $10 off of your first box at BuiltBar.com. I'm here with Steve Kerr, who is joining me on today's episode to talk about his new Flying Coach podcast with Pete Carroll about coaching championship level teams. First of all, thanks for joining me. And if we could just start at the beginning, uh, how did this idea for the podcast come about? Um, I think I reached out to Pete maybe uh, early on in this in the uh, quarantine. Rex Chapman had a uh, a Twitter fund going for um, a food bank in Kentucky. And uh, it was kind of a Twitter thing where it was like, uh, you know, if you um, can you tag a couple of friends and get a, get a couple of people to make a donation type thing. And so, so we just kind of started talking, and then this is what came of it—just a mm-hmm. coaching podcast. And and then we started uh, figuring out, you know, how we could do it, and. And so we, I called Bill Simmons, who I've known for, for years, you know, I've gone on his podcast before mm-hmm. and I knew that, that the ringer was really, you know, kind of, um, you know, they're, uh, they do a ton of podcasts and Bill had a lot of experience with that. So I called him and got his advice and we ended up kind of pairing with Spotify, which had recently bought the ringer mm-hmm. and um so they made donations to both the seahawks foundation and the warriors foundation for a hundred hundred thousand dollars each they've uh, committed to that so um and then pete and i have done i think we've done three podcasts we're we're going to do another one this week and so this is kind of the way we figured we could do something how do, how do you record the podcast do you like have a little home setup yeah we just have a home setup and uh, that's where Bill came into play uh, you know they've they've figured all that stuff out um, so it's, it's a combination of uh, you know some some equipment that they sent mm-hmm. they sent to both of us and then you know uh, they provided a uh, the producer and so we're all basically working out of our own homes and uh and we get connected and and we basically fire it up and then uh, record it and send the video files to uh you know to to the producer and he he finishes it up and puts it up on the website so it all works out 
Is did they send you like a mic, a mixer? Like what did they send you? Sent a, a mic and uh, basically um, like a, I don't know what it's called. It's um, it's like a it's like a Zoom recorder, mm-hmm. and um, it's got a memory card in it. So, you know, we we just use use the mic and uh, and the memory the mem- and, and the uh, Zoom recorder, mm-hmm. and then we send the uh, use the memory card to uh, you know put it onto our computer and then email the file back to the producer once one all done. Gotcha. Um, do you listen to podcasts? Do you have some favorites? I've listened. Um, I've listened to, to it to each of them in order to see where we can get better and what I need to do better. And then it's it's been good because it's been really fun. We're um, we're mainly talking about coaching and um, different strategies, different ways of motivating, different ways of reaching people, and and, uh, and Pete is really high energy, unique guy and, and uh, he's got a very unique style about him and so i found that by going back and listening um i am not only trying to figure out ways to be better at the, at the actual podcast but i'm writing down notes for you know things that that i think of with the warriors and how i want to coach the team things that maybe Pete says or maybe i say or maybe ideas that sprout in my head because of the discussion we're having so it's actually been kind of a a fun project but also um, a productive one in terms of um, you know preparing for next season and i mean you know you and, and Pete could have gotten on a podcast and talked about just about anything, probably. You guys probably could have just talked about, like, untold stories from your teams, championships, and things like that. But then to go in this direction, it's specifically I, – I'm listening to him, and it sounds like for people who are – who aspire to be a coach, like, it would be really informative. Like, did you feel like that was a niche that you wanted to fill? Yeah, we knew that um, that this kind of podcast didn't exist – you know, um, with, you know, two coaches from different sports, uh, talking, uh, you know, about coaching and, and relating it to our own experiences at, at this level. Uh, you know, we didn't know anybody else who was doing this. So we wanted to do it as a, uh, not only as a charitable endeavor, but just kind of, you know, a way to, to, uh, I think uh, share share our message with uh, listeners and you know young coaches out there listening that kind of stuff. And then I I was I think it was in the first episode you mentioned you know establishing like sort of authenticity how that kind of evolves and turns into the team's culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you do you find that hard to do? Uh, in today's age when there are so many other distractions, so many other powers and businesses at play just with your roster and your coaching staff and your team? Not really. I, I don't I don't look at that as a hurdle. I think, um, you know, players uh, have their own 
lives at home and and you know that's always been the case you know people have different interests different things they're doing in their lives you know when I was playing it was you know guys a guy like Michael Jordan had a, a huge huge business empire um, and you know now these days you know Steph has something similar you know, Draymond's got a million things going on so does Clay um, but when they you know when they enter the practice facility they're all business you know, all three of them are always just um, you know locked in on on the game and our team and how to get better so I think it's pretty easy to to separate all that stuff we'll have more with Steve Kerr but first the world of protein bars is being rebuilt by Built Bar this is the best tasting protein bar I've ever had a protein bar covered in real chocolate with 16 amazing flavors Built Bar tastes like a candy bar while delivering fewer sugars and carbs, making it better tasting and better for you than any of the competition. With delicious flavors like mint brownie, raspberry chocolate cream, and toffee almond, Built Bar is like a cheat code for the health-conscious men and women. These bars are low-calorie, they're low-sugar, while also being high in protein and fiber, making them perfect for ketogenic and other low-carb diets. For me, I go back and forth between keto and low-carb diets all the time, and no matter what my health eating pattern is, Built Bar is perfect for me. One of my personal favorite flavors, by the way, peanut butter brownie, is packed with 20 grams of protein with just 170 calories, 3 grams of sugar, and just 3 net carbs. So go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off of your first order. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON, one word, for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Was it a challenge to go from establishing that culture and then managing, you know, superstars and, and getting to the playoffs and, and all these things? And then this last year, like when, you know, you didn't have the superstars in practice and on the court, like what was the biggest challenge and trying to maintain, were, were you even trying to maintain the same culture? Like how does, how did, how did you think of that? Well, I think the, um, you know, the, the culture is very organic, you know, and, and I think the point we were making on the that we were talking about on the first telecast is in order for the in order for the culture to really block, it has to be authentic from uh, from the top down, you know, from it has to it has to be true to the organization and to the to the people who are. Um, you know, running practice every day. So that's the coach and GM. And so, you know, it, but it, it, it happens organically. You don't, you don't sort of, uh, you don't create it yourself. You try to create the conditions that will allow for it to happen. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like, uh, you know, we've built a certain culture here over the years that the players have, um, absolutely um, helped to build and um, the key players are always the guys who 
drive that. And so this year with a brand new cast of characters, um, the, the culture was still being driven, you know, very similar, same culture basically that we've had for years. The values that we have always held important remained important whether we were winning or, or losing. How would you describe that culture? Um, I think uh, I think our culture is one of competitive joy, and that's what I, mm-hmm. you know, those two, those two uh, values maybe aren't often um, mentioned in the same breath, but I think they capture. Um, who our team is and what our team is about, and I think they're they're really captured by um, our our top players. When you think about uh, Steph, Draymond, uh, and Clay, all three guys are incredible competitors. I think everybody can visually see the, the competitiveness of Draymond. They probably don't see. Uh, the competitive desire of Steph and Clay as much as they do of Draymond because it's a quieter competitiveness. And then the same true, same is true of the joy. They see, they see the joy of Steph and Clay. They don't may not see it as much with Draymond, but it's there too. And I think I think that finding that balance uh, every day is kind of the, what our team is about. And then when it comes to joy, you talk, You were talking to Pete Carroll about how when you saw his teams, you were blown away by just sort of the energy and the joy that those USC te- teams played with. So when you try to recreate that joy with the Warriors, I mean, is that where the music at practice is, the, the handing the clipboards to players, like all that kind of sort of stuff comes into play? Yeah, I think, I think that's the idea is you want, every, uh, you want everything to reflect what your, your values are, what your... You know, that, that's how a culture is really formed. And so if you if you want to have a joyful competitive culture, then you need to you need to compete and practice and you need to laugh and have fun and enjoy the process. And so you employ things within uh, your day, your daily routine that are going to elicit those values. And this could be a time for you to step back from like the media attention and, and just the media involvement. And there, I just don't think that there's a lot of head coaches starting podcasts right now. Um, but it does seem, and you've got a broadcasting background and things like that. But it does seem like you're enjoying doing it. Is it is, is this is this sort of speak public speaking this um, you know media stuff just something you generally enjoy? Yeah, I mean, I spent eight years in the media, mm-hmm. you know, two two separate uh, four-year stints with uh, with Turner. And, um, you know, I used to write for Yahoo Sports. And, um, so, you know, I've, I've, I've been a member of the media, and, and uh, so it, it's, it, it comes naturally to me to, to talk about the sport. And even... In my daily job with the Warriors, I mean, it, it almost feels like I'm part of the media because I'm with you guys every single day, <laughs> right. three times a day, you know. And um, so it's, uh, I, I think the biggest thing, though, is, you know, 
I'm in a different place um, than than most coaches are uh, in, in the NBA, or than a lot of coaches are in the NBA right now. I don't think I would be doing this if uh, if our team was, you know, the number one seed, and we were still harboring hopes of coming back and you know finishing the season. And but given given that we had already been knocked out of the playoffs, and this this whole thing. You know, it just hit everyone over the head. Um, and given that it was Pete's off season, basically, mm-hmm. um, just felt like, hey, let's just do this. It's, you know, it's an hour every week. We've got we've got the time, and we can uh, raise awareness and raise money and have some fun. Do you have any other coaches booked yet? Uh, yeah, we're gonna have Dave Roberts on this week. Okay. Um, I've known Dave and, you know, Peter Goober, as you know, is uh, also a part owner of the Dodgers. And uh, so Peter introduced me to Dave years ago and we've become friends. And and so he's going to be on this week. And, you know, we got a, we've got a lot of people uh, who we'd love to have on. And, and uh, the, the podcast is sort of evolving. You know, it's, we've only done three of them. This will be four, the fourth one this week. So it's kind of evolving, and uh, we'll see where it all goes. But it, it, we uh, had our first guest last week, Dr. Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. Who, um, I don't know if you heard that one or not, mm-hmm. um, but she was fantastic. Yeah. She's a, yeah. a sociologist who has helped the Seahawks, and, and uh, I, I really, um, really believe in her her way of thinking about how how leadership works and so that was a really interesting conversation we'll be back soon with more from steve kerr this is locked on warriors support for this podcast comes from cdw and lenovo at cdw we get putting productivity within reach of remote employees that's why i'm wfc working from couch and moving everything within arm's length like the microwave Lunchtime. You should talk to the experts at CDW. They can orchestrate a more efficient workspace solution using light, powerful devices from Lenovo to keep your teams productive from anywhere, couch included. Yeah, but do they have grabber claws? Whoops. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Learn more at cdw.com slash Lenovo client. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Do you have a set number that you want to do, a podcast? Yeah, I think we. I think 10 is kind of the number um, that we're looking at, um, so which would take us through another couple of months, and, and then we'll reevaluate, see if it's something we want to keep going with. But... Um, yeah, I mean it's uh, it's been it's been fun and it's it's pretty casual, you know. It's mm-hmm. like we didn't uh, we didn't spend a ton of time in, in in terms of like getting lawyers and agents involved and negotiating contracts. It was just hey, this is our idea, 
And Spotify said, yeah, hey, here's what we'll do. And we said, great, let's do it. And here we are. Very cool. Um, in regards to you still kind of just being out there more than, again, any other NBA coach that we're seeing right now, part of that is just because of the whole last dance thing and, and uh, I know you went on Sports Center, and you've and and you're obviously in the documentary. Has it been weird seeing old footage of yourself in the Last Dance? It is weird. It's um, I, I'm a I'm a little self conscious. I know that uh, next week they're going to talk about the fight that I got into with Michael, and I've got mixed emotions about uh, the uh, the story. Um, being told again you know it's not not exactly something i'm proud of (laughs) (laughs) and it's weird especially with uh no sports on kind of knowing that you know everybody's watching everybody in the sports world is watching this documentary so it's uh yeah it's a it's a kind of a strange feeling is there something that's that you've seen that maybe you didn't know before or had just like forgotten and just it, it came back and it just like it affected you in any way while you were watching some of these first episodes? Well, I had some really bad sideburns. <laughs> <laughs> I made some bad, made, made some bad choices hair wise. So. <laughs> um, uh, no, but it was fun. It, it's been really fun to watch the footage because I've never seen it before and you know this all happened 22 years ago so it's it's been so long that that uh, you know most of this stuff um, I you know it's just popping up for the first time and it's you know a trip down memory lane or it's even stuff that I had completely forgotten about and then it, it looks like when when you're on screen now when they like interviewed you um, I guess at some point over the last couple, it, were you at the were you at Chase Center in your office above the above the practice no, floor? I was in uh, in a New York hotel room. It was uh, an interview took place uh, two years ago. Okay, in in a hotel in New York when we played in it. And then when you were when you're talking there, I mean some of your interviews it's just a lot about like the dynamics between the star players and Phil Jackson I mean when you're when you're in the middle of that interview and when you're talking about it and when you're reflecting on the Bulls do you just naturally kind of think about the comparisons to your Warriors teams um not really not really I mean what I I think what I what I think about what comes to mind is the uh, the effort that it takes and the, uh, the energy that it takes to try to free. Them. So there's a natural connection there to, uh, to think about it in those terms. So. Gotcha. gotcha. Other uh, than that, it's, it's, it's not, not something I'm thinking about the whole time while I'm watching. Right. Um, yeah. Cause I know a lot of people are sort of making those comparisons too. And they're assuming that I know Andy Thompson was around and the, the documentary might be the same, but I was actually, um, talking to Andy Thompson for another story I did, and he said, I guess, your story has a lot to do with, I think, episode nine, and he said it was the only one that moved him to tears. Oh, wow. So, I don't know if that prepares you for what that's gonna, what that episode's gonna be like, but, um, I know it's all about your story. 
Yeah, I knew I knew that uh, that episode um, focused on my story, but I haven't seen it yet, and uh, it's uh, it'll be strange. But um, yeah, it's, uh, people have asked, you know, if we if we would ever do anything similar, and uh, in terms of you know, having a documentary film crew follows for this season. I just don't see it, and, and really, that that was such a unique situation and set of circumstances uh, because of you know the fact that the team knew before the year even started that we were going to be broken up. Um, that doesn't happen, you know, mm-hmm. and um, so we're not you know we're not in those circumstances and it's, it really is a big distraction to have people in your locker room all the time i was shocked that it even happened in the in the first place because phil was so uh, adamant about the sanctity of the locker room but again that season was so unique that uh, it required uh, unique documentation <laughs> yeah um Well, those are all my questions for you. I really appreciate you taking some time here. You got it. Thanks again to Steve Kerr for joining me today. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Locked on Warriors on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. If you can, leave us a rating, a review, say nice things about us. When we get done here, you can tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of other Locked on Network podcasts, including Rejecting the Screen. Thanks for listening, and stay safe. Hey, Bay Area sports fans, this is Ben Kaspic, host of the Locked On Giants podcast, which should be the next Locked On podcast you fire up in your feed. The MLB offseason is closing in, and I'll have you covered every day, breaking down the rumors, speculation, and transactions that'll shape next year's Giants team. Subscribe to Locked On Giants right now on your favorite podcast provider. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.